Hello? Hello? Hey. That's weird. My phone started ringing. Oh. Oh. Why does that every time? Does your not? Yours not? It says scam likely. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Can you speak up? Hello? Hello? No, I guess not. All right, then. Do you say it says scam white lady? Scam likely. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said scam white lady. I was like, oh, well, that's very specific. What about Black Panther? <laughs> I don't think it's... That's a new dog whistle? The yeah. thing about Black Panther is... Yeah. Oh, no, you have That's to start it. That's what Brett Easton Ellis thing is. You got to start it with controversial opinion, but I don't think Black Panther was that good a movie, you know? I don't see why. You know what why. I think? I think <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis is a piece of shit, and he said <laughs> stuff like this before. Do you remember that stuff he said about Matthew Bomer? Oh, you know what? I don't. What did he so- say? <laughs> I know, it sounded like I was going to be like, oh, yeah. You were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got no clue, man. No. <laughs> so, so Brett Easton Ellis, years ago, apparently he was in some way attached to adapting uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oof. And he didn't he didn't do the, the final one or whatever. But first of all, he was acting like that's a piece of art, which is says a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the garbage that he's created and spewed into the world. He was saying that Matt Bomer, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, this actor, he's the guy on um, White Collar. um, He was also in the Magic Mike films. Yeah. And he's gay. Like, Matt Bomer is gay. And he was saying that, Brett Easton also saying Matt Bomer can't play the the Grey character, whatever the protagonist, Christian Grey, that's it, can't play him because he's gay. And women will not find him sexually attractive because he's gay. Hmm. he's literally one of the most beautiful men on earth like if you look at him he looks like he looks like superman like he is he is like all american boy i mean if anything it's going to expand the amount of people that are going to find him attractive because it's like okay well he's traditionally attractive and i also know his personal life and i like that about him yeah and women don't care women do not care about that that is not i mean look there are always some like you can't generalize an entire you know but like for the most part women don't care Mm -hmm. i mean i could see men you know if if his argument was and it would be wrong but if his argument was matt bomer can't play uh james bond for example like a hyper masculine role one could argue toxic masculine role if his argument was he can't play him because he's gay i would be like well first of all that's really shitty to an actor to say that they can't play it because an actor should be able to play any part um and the the argument i would but i would say like okay i kind of see what you're saying because what you're saying is more of people will not accept him in, in this role and in the sense of like straight men not accepting a gay man playing that role maybe they would initially be like apprehensive but you know what they were apprehensive about daniel craig playing bond because he was blonde but then he played him and he was a badass and everyone was cool so they didn't care at the end of the day yeah so it's like but if it was that kind of argument i could kind of see it but i'm like you don't even know your audience who you're claiming to know here because women don't care like that's not a thing (laughs) i mean there's a lot of problems with um 
with uh, I was gonna say orange is the new gray with uh, Fifty Shades oh, of Gray. Shit. <laughs> that is episode title possibility. <laughs> but I was gonna say there's there's so much wrong with it already. The book, the story, the movie. It's Twilight fan fiction. Well, yeah, I mean that's beside the point. Fan fiction is great when applied properly. I mean, if you think about it. Oh. All of comic books is fan fiction, really. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, please don't make me talk about. Fan. I'm I, I, okay. All yeah. right, look. No, I don't. I don't want to alienate. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Keeping it. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred here. All right. Um, my belief is go write your own damn characters. Oh, ah, okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's just especially when you're starting out. Okay. If you reach that point where you're. I don't know. I just, to me, I it never appealed to me, and I didn't get it because I was like, why would you want to take on these other characters that already have all of this stuff when you can create them? That's the most fun. It just, I don't know. There's a lot to be said for both, really. I mean, if you look at Star Trek and the entirety of their novelizations and, you know, all the, the fan films that are made... I mean, the people that are that are making Trek now are basically the ones that were writing the fanfic back in the day. You know what? That's fair. And same with the Star Wars novels and you said comic books. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. I, I, it's got a stigma, and I buy into that stigma. Yeah, times. I mean, it, it has it has it has connotations. When you say fanfic, and you don't say okay, it's an original work based on these characters, it does have those connotations that come along with it that project a certain type of story or a certain right. type of writer, you know, um, in a negative light. So I totally get where you're coming from with that. Right, but yeah, and, I mean, and like, but like you were saying, like I'm assuming you brought up or fan fiction was brought up because. Women write gay fan fiction a lot. Oh yeah, like, the that's what is very it? Very uh, common. It's called slash, right? Yeah, slash, slash fiction. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, uh, Marianne Mohanraj, who did a uh, a Star Trek panel, uh, with Mitchie Troda, uh, Tanya DePass, and myself, a couple years back, she was saying that she was just so enthralled with Star Trek that she grew up writing slash fiction about Kirk and Spock. And I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be like distancing myself from it, like, oh, you know, but I mean, it's not my jam, but I appreciate that somebody's that passionate about it, you know. So do you do you want to hear how I learned that that was a thing? Sure. I remember specifically Googling Smallville (laughs) when I was like 13 or whatever, 12 or 13, just discovering it and like. You know, you Google and then you Google image ah. and there was apparently a whole thing where people had fanfic slash fic, whatever, Clark and Lex. Uh-huh. And so they photoshopped their faces on gay pornography. Oh, I see. I see. So it wasn't like a story. It wasn't like I stumbled into a story. It was straight up like porn. Ah, and I yep. was like. No, the internet is a bad place. I closed it and I was like, oh no. Like, I get it. There's anything wrong with that. Like, it's like, there's, you know, but it was just like, I was just like, this is not what I was expecting. I wanted to know trivia. Right. (laughs) It's like, okay, all right. And I'll, I'll acquiesce to that. It's like, if you're in the mood, if you're on the hunt for that sort of thing, yeah, party on. Oh yeah, bring it. Yeah, I get it. You know, if you don't have Google Safe Search on, and you're just looking for real quick. 
Liv Tyler. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, no. I, you know what so I'm saying? I have, yeah, no, 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 no. So like, and that was, that was very much wild, wild west situation of like, I didn't have any protections on my computer because my, like my, my dad had the rule of, you know, don't abuse anything. Don't give me any reason to take something away from you. And I won't basically like, don't give me a reason to take away your phone or your computer or whatever. And I won't do it. And I'm like, I never got into trouble or anything. So it was like <laughs> things like that would happen by mistake. Yeah. Not really seeking it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the rules have to be totally different. I think the rules would have to be totally different if it was a boy though. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a little bit sexist, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I kind of feel like it, it goes the same way, if if not more so. Like, what you just described is basically... Either way, it messes if you're seeking it out and you get into bad stuff. Like, they've done studies, it messes with your head. Yeah. Like, it's not good for them, especially so young. And it can happen to anyone. I mean, it helps to get out a lot of, like, pent-up frustration, and it helps you... In fact, I mean, and I know this is the uh, the stereotypical, like, rationale for it, but it helps to actually teach a few things, not obviously how things are supposed to you know happen 100 percent of the time but just you know basic um i don't know architecture i guess you want to call yeah, it yeah no no no. it's not that it's not that it's not that it exists yeah or that it's available it's the the severity of the stuff that's available and the treatment of women yeah and just like how it's how a lot of pornography is done now that's like always appealing to men and male needs and everything and they they have different stuff like there's a lot but it's just you know they're like like i think it's kind of and hey guys feel free to tell me i'm wrong on this you know right into the show but like i i feel like we don't address the problematic stuff because we're like we don't want to limit this in any way we don't want to go backwards i'm like yeah but we don't have to go backwards to like make sure that you know women are treated right in an industry or something like that we can well, we can find a middle ground you're 100 percent right and there's a lot of problematic stuff out there there's a lot of stuff from the old guard but there's also stuff out there like wood rocket which actually is a production studio that does a lot of parody stuff and they do a lot well, of Well, you came up with that name real quick didn't you <laughs> <laughs> no shame man because you know what no, i no, support no, no, no. you're good i support stuff like that that actually does offer an alternative you know oh yeah um, the paid like paid ones that are yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah it's and it's like, women directors people. and that sort of thing you know um they they yeah, that have makes all the difference in the world definitely they you know Pornhub is good at that stuff too they actually have a lot of films on their site that are geared towards women okay um, but you know from that perspective what the pro okay so <laughs> god damn it family if you're listening tune out this was not tune in the out. notes <laughs> this is not no do not put this in the notes okay no. but the problem with Pornhub is that mm-hmm. if you go on there even if you're going on there for something like that's better like uh-huh. you end up getting pop-ups and stuff like that po- and you're like holy shit that is not what i was looking for oh man well then i gotta tell you about and i swear this is not a paid advertisement you block origin you block origin is a great Does it work on your phone <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's a valid point oh, as 90 no. percent of if that you is could see my face i am fucking red as can be all right go ahead sorry (laughs) you block origin which as far as i know only works on desktops blocks out the majority of ads from different sites um there's another version of uh you block origin that's specifically for youtube that takes the um 
the ad videos. Oh no, I'm thinking of ad block for YouTube. It takes out the uh, the commercials before the YouTube videos. Ooh. Yeah. So. I know people complain about ads on YouTube all the time. I don't because I I haven't seen them in like five years because this this app is just so great. So check that out. It gets bad. It like like YouTube. Yeah, I I understand it. Um, but I also understand that it's a business and you need ads. You know everything like that. But but yeah. So I don't know, guys. Be careful what you consume. I guess. (laughs) I guess it's funny because at my job, which shall remain nameless, damn tangents like that. At my job, this type of stuff is discussed like twenty four seven. Like there's no oh, show shit, whatsoever. Really? Yeah, definitely. Spicy time. <laughs> this is exactly yeah, all day every day. This is where I, I get this, this information okay, from. So this is this is the like this is the repressed r- repression shit that I have only discussed things like this like really low key with like close girlfriend like like that kind of stuff. Not uh, <laughs> not in a public public forum. But hey, guess what, guys. 2019, whole new year. That's right. It's not even behind the Patreon wall. That's what's up. No, not this yet. Not yet. No. <laughs> no, guys, we're going to keep it free. We're going to keep it free, but we're going to offer some, some fun stuff, other stuff in the future. We've got ideas. Yeah. Anyway, We've... keep going. Sorry about that. Anyway, anyway. So it's okay. disgust at work. Oh, yeah. Disgust, disgusting, whatever you want to call it. Also being discussed at work, of course, ad nauseum football, nonstop. That is... That is one hell of a transition, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you kick it over to that. Ah, <laughs> ah look at you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm gonna give you FaceTime to listen, calm down. Listen, no one can hate me as much as I hate myself. I'm just, just throwing it out there. No one can. Right. Oh man, just wait until Superb we start getting owl. comments. Just wait. Yeah. Mm. Superb owl. Yes, the superb owl was not quite superb this year. I don't care about football. No. I was into it a couple of years ago because I was like, I'm going to root for my home team. I'm from Baltimore. I'm going to root for the Ravens. I'm going to get super into it. And then it was like, oh, no, these guys are beating their wives. Oh, no, head injuries. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it was just like – and then by the time Kaepernick took a yeah. knee, I was like, I'm already out of this shit. Like they're treating him like garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how hard did they try to course correct – in those little, you know, vignettes they were showing in between plays. It was almost laughable. They had, um, oh my goodness, they had John Lewis up there to flip the coin, you know, yeah. the, uh, the civil rights activist and, uh, you know, uh, politician who is also an Eisner Award winning writer. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they had, uh, Coretta King was up there as well. They had Gladys Knight doing, um, you know, mm, America the yeah. Beautiful or the National Anthem. Yeah, yeah. So it was like they were just really leaning hard into like, hey, black people, come on back. It's fine. Football's great for you. They had we'll uh, just give you debilitating head injuries. Yeah. And uh, treat you like animals during the process of picking you. Mm-hmm. And uh, not actually pay you properly, and then yeah, no, and then we won't care about police brutality. And oh, fuck them! I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. I just, no. yeah, yeah. It's awful when you think about it for more than two seconds. And to even consider the fact that all this patriotism that everybody's all gung ho for is nothing but a paid advertisement by the armed forces. It started out that way, and it still is. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, man. 
we need to share a link in some way about that so that because it's too much to get into on this. It really is. Yeah. But it's uh, it's really fascinating um, to see how we have these stipends for for films, for, yeah. you know, television, for sporting events. And it's yeah, it's there's a lot and, and, you know, it's not to say all patriotism is propaganda and everything like that, but, like, you know, there is a lot of propaganda. And to use certain things in movies, you have to get permission, and you yeah. basically sign away your rights to do something they don't like. Which is, I think, what happened with Zero Dark Thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Like, they were, they did not like that movie. But I don't know. Interesting. So they had I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. I I saw the trailer for Avengers and then I saw Twilight Zone and I don't really remember if I saw anything else. <laughs> well, I had a couple I wanted to call out. So you mentioned okay. uh Avengers Endgame. We saw another uh miniature trailer for that. So we actually had somebody come to us on our Instagram page and recommend that we uh bring that up this evening. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so, you know, shout out to our Instagram fans. Thank you for subscribing and all that business. Um, yeah, so here we are. We're talking about your thing. <laughs> so, so Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. That trailer. I, I think it's just such a big tease. Every single glimpse we get of this film That's is all such I a want. big tease. That's all I want. I want them to stop right now. Yeah. Just keep showing that trailer. That's it. Or that teaser. That's it. So why, we know. Why do we need anything else? We all we all re- we're already in, man. We know We've been Steve. In for what sixteen films or whatever? <laughs> right. We're not gonna give up now. This isn't gonna be. It's... I want it to be vague. I want to not know anything. Disney could release this movie and not give us a goddamn thing. Just yeah. a just a poster, and I'd be in. I'd I... be more happy because I wouldn't know anything about it. I but, wish that would have been it. Have more. Yeah. I totally wish that would have been it. Anything else, though, they don't mm-hmm. need anything more. <laughs> right, because we're already in. We gotta know. We gotta know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, it's like the complaints over um, what was it? Uh, Infinity War. Yeah. People were like, "This is not a complete story," and like these characters are just thrown in there. I'm like, there were like how many other films before this? That were required viewing going in. Like, you're either in or you're out, man. A, a like, decade worth of films is how yeah. many. Yeah. It's a crossover. Like, you're, you're in the crossover, you're not. <laughs> so, all, that, all yeah. that to be said. Okay, so, even with everything that we've seen so far in the Avengers Endgame teasers, what's great about that is we know this is just them fucking with us. Because we know what happened with Infinity War, how we had this big action scene with everybody charging together in Wakanda and Hulk is there and we have Falcon flying overhead and Mm -hmm. Iron Man's over there, too. And so is War Machine. That shit didn't happen at all. (laughs) Man, they've gotten smart with this stuff. I love it. I love it. Because you know what? They used to fuck with us like that. Hollywood um, for a minute tended to give us these money shots uh in trailers that it was really too much yeah and you but but what i'm saying is is that they didn't exist within the film so in particular i'm thinking of that movie uh predators um that came out uh what was the, the guy's reason? name the actor in predators adrian brody 
So it was the Adrian Brody movie. Um, um, Machete was in there too. I can't think of his name right now, but <laughs> Adrian Brody was in it. Um, and it was an okay movie, but there's a moment in the trailer where all these different like predator reticles are coming on him and it's like, Oh shit. It's going to be a whole predator attack and not just one dude this time. Cause it's usually yeah. just one predator that never happened. Not once. So that was like a huge misdirect and there was never any payoff and it pissed me off. But yeah. if they're doing it like this to give the fans just a taste, like almost like a, um, it's almost just like an hors d'oeuvre. Like here, this is an idea of what you're going to taste for this meal. Um, and just to give us that to say, okay, this is setting the theme. This is setting the mood. Yeah. Do whatever I, I you think want. That's, uh, yeah. I think that that's the, like you said, that they, for a while they went away from that, but that's how they used to do it. Um, and I, I think it's coming back. Because I, I think people are tired of the, like, spoiler culture. Of course you can get everything. Like, you can find out everything. And it's getting annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I just want to enjoy the thing. Yeah. I miss those old, old trailers where it'd be like, Witness, Vivian Leigh, Clark Gable, oh. <laughs> in Gone with the Wind. Yeah. I don't. I hate those. With the voiceover. Oh, like, man. The, the, the movie guy? Yeah. Oh, no. I hate those. And there was just a big fuck you scene of just, like, cowboys running for some reason. Who knows? They were just yeah. running and fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then there's, like, there's a kiss that's, like, the old movie kiss, but it's, like, aggressively grabbing her. It's just assault, like, straight up. Like, you know those old, old school movie kisses where it's, like, grabs her arm, spins her around, pulls her in, kisses her, like, super aggressively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one of those thrown in there. And then yeah, in big just, cursive letters, romance. Romance. Action. <laughs> War. Yes, yes. There's you have to horse. see the movie. Everyone's talking about Gone with the Wind. Yeah. I don't know why I'm stuck on that one, but yeah. That's, that's I it. mean, that's the one that gave you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. I'm excited for How great was that teaser for Twilight Zone 2? Man, like, okay, so Jordan Peele. The thing that really sells me is that he's all, in in addition to producing this, he's hosting it. Yes, yes. That's great. I mean, he's always been a horror guy, even on Key and Peele, when they had those kind of creepy skits, and unless there was something incredibly funny that happened in there, it could have totally just been like a horror, you know, skit or whatever. Oh my gosh, my, one of my, probably my favorite Key and Peele skit is Gremlins 2. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. That skit where he's where he's mocking like you know this horror genre where it's like why don't we take it make it electric bam there you go like, <laughs> yes <he's> so good <laughs> which I think he was imitating his wife in that skit too by the way <laughs> oh yeah yeah he was channeling her for sure definitely definitely but yeah I mean just even the stuff that they did like um the, they had a skit where zombies were invading this neighborhood. And he was freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, they're going to eat my brains, going to eat my brains. And, of course, the zombies were racist and they didn't want to mm-hmm. eat a black man's brains. <laughs> but without that ending bit, I'm like, that was a decent zombie flick, man. Thank you. <laughs> so it's the same thing with the skit that they had where he has the, the hoodie that, yeah. that makes him a white guy. Yeah. Like, that, could, that felt like a scene from Get Out for a long period there where you're like oh no oh this is gonna turn bad and then he puts up the hoodie and it makes him look like a white guy like that is so good (laughs) exactly he's been workshopping like you know get out for a long time 
just undercover. And yeah, it's great. he's been well. He's just been like you can just tell. I mean, that's why he was so good right out the gate because he's just been studying for years, right. and years and years, and workshopping and and like do you know he he's he's got this figured out, man. <laughs> yeah, there's something so. special about him and the projects that he creates. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, he's finally getting his chance to shine. Yeah, exactly. It's almost sickening though. Like that like you're like, "God, you're so good." Like you know how you, there's there's that per- like every once in a while though, there's there's that person. Yeah. And you're just like, "I almost hate you because you're so good. <laughs> you're so damn talented, and I'm mad that I don't I can't steal it from you almost." Like that like it's that, you know, but I have to admire you, you know. That professional yeah. jealousy. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's. I mean, totally. I, I don't see how anyone couldn't be, you know, in awe and jealous as hell of his talent. Right. Uh, and his his new movie, like there, you know, there was. I think there was a new trailer for that. Oh man, I didn't. I must have missed that. I didn't see that. But it might I'm, have been the same trailer. I don't know. But us is the new movie that's coming out this month, next month. I'm excited. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one is another one that I'm like, okay, you just gave me a little taste of it. I don't want any more. I just want to see it. <laughs> There's um, there was a uh, an ad for Pampers, um, called Stinky Booty Duty. Did you see that one? No. It had John Legend okay. in it. Yeah, John Legend. Oh, and, oh. I he heard was about this, but I didn't watch changing it. Changing the baby's diaper. You know, um, I was I I got kind of annoyed with Adam Levine showing up at every single black person's function or gathering and We're basically cool people. Yay. having to insert himself in there. I man, what a what a trash fire that halftime show. I you know what's interesting is I thought it was gonna be just like any other halftime show that's split. You know, you have a bunch of people going, yeah. Oh, that was great and then you'd have a bunch of people going like, No man, like Lady Gaga was better. <laughs> like we should have gone back to Lady Gaga. You yeah. know, or yeah. it should have been Rihanna. Like she was up for it. She didn't get it, like which should have been Rihanna. She was up for it and she turned it down. But oh. whatever. Yeah, Dang. but well she did because of Kaepernick. She got that job. That's right. And she that's said, right. or she was offered it, and she said no, or at least that's the story. She was like, nope. Yeah. Which good for her. Uh, and then it was kind of like no one wanted it, kind of situation. Like, and and it ended up being Maroon Five. And I, but this is it's shocking how it's nearly universal. Everyone was like, that was a shit show. Because it was just slapdash. Like, so we had SpongeBob. And then immediately what after the SpongeBob, was that? I know that he died. I know that it's like that was well, just weird. Yeah, it was weird, but it it became an internet thing. Maybe the thing, way they did it, it was and they weird. were you know the internet was begging for it to happen. They wanted to see SpongeBob because there's some song from the show that everybody liked. Uh, side note about SpongeBob: I was talking to Dee about this last night. <laughs> I've never seen one episode of SpongeBob, but I know so many facts about fucking SpongeBob. I don't Never know. Never seen one episode. That's kind of surprising. I know love because I, I love cartoons. But you know what? SpongeBob came out during like my my dark period of animation, where I was like, you know what? I am mature and I yeah. don't have to watch cartoons anymore. Then I came yeah. to my senses, obviously. But yeah, that was that was around that time. I remember seeing the the uh, the intro for SpongeBob. And I'm like, <laughs> nope. And I walked out of the room that my cousins were in because it was at some family gathering. I'm like, I'm going outside. Goodbye. Well, that was what, 99, 2000? 
Yeah, exactly. So you so, were not at the age where that, like I was I, not. I was not the core demographic there. I was just yeah. graduating from uh, from high school, rather, and I yeah. was like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I was uh, seven. Eight. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so, that was that was right up your wheelhouse then. Right, right. right. So I okay. I did. SpongeBob was one of the last ones though. Like it was it was catching me at the tail end because I became that person early. <laughs> mm. <laughs> where I was like, I was like, I'm done with this shit. Like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little tired of cartoons, but okay. So going back to the whole, specifically being like no to to Halloween anymore. I'm done with it. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So okay, back to the Adam Levine thing. So yeah, we got SpongeBob, but then we got Travis Scott right after that. And first of all, I don't know who Travis Scott is, um, because apparently, I don't know either. I I'm was not, at, I was I even texted you. I said, "Who who is this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> is he local? Is he a local dude? I mean, he's a name. Like I've heard his name before, but I've never heard his music before. You know, he's I'm, just one I'm of not those gonna guys. lie. You just said Travis Scott, and uh-huh. I thought you were talking about the drummer from Blink 182. Thank you. Yeah. Me, it, it took me a second to realize that you were talking about this rapper that was in the halftime show. Every time I hear that name, I think about a country music singer because that sounds like a country music name. Yeah. I mean, it so, does. It does. That is that is pure country. Yeah. So besides that, I guess he's dating Kylie Jenner or they're engaged or married or something. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Look, I, I have to I have to ask you this. Okay. Because this might be a guy thing. This All might right. be a thing. I'm ready for it. What what in the world would make you want to put your dick in any of them? Like <laughs> like, like, like the insanity of that family and the oh. shit all around them. Oh like, my god. Why? <laughs> I mean I'm sure they're very nice people. <laughs> Because it's the same reason. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're on TV. I, they're famous. It's like this. Okay. All right. So from a completely um, just, you know, vapid, self-centered yeah, no, no, point no. of view, yes, you're going to be famous. If you if you hook yeah. up with a Kardashian, that is instant celebrity. Look, I understand that. Yes. I'm just saying, like, what what level of magic is the pussy in this situation like like what i don't i just don't i don't under i <laughs> i i am not gonna follow you down this path <laughs> i look, look i i just i and, and it's weird because i i know objectively they're attractive but yeah. i find them repulsive sure because of everything around them like i understand that there are girls that are like i want to be beautiful like so 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 and so you know like i don't know i don't know all their names to be honest chloe and kim and uh, ashley simpson sure um but yeah no but like i understand that but i'm just like what 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 are you doing huh i think that some of the trends they set can be dangerous they 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 set standards for girls and women that are unattainable by normal means no matter You know how hard you set your mind to it; they're just not attainable unless you have millions of dollars. Um, 
I, I'm thinking in particular of they had some type of Kylie Jenner challenge because she was getting Botox done to her lips and they were getting bigger and bigger. And so oh, girls were like that. Yeah. messing with their lips with some type she of suction. Was super young, too, wasn't she? Wasn't she yeah. only like 18 or something when that was happening? That's I think so. Up. It was just on the periphery. That's just the thing, man. These these Kardashian women um, are just always on the periphery of mm-hmm. what I'm into. Um, yeah. like when I, when I used to be in the Kanye West, it was like, oh, all right, well, he's apparently hooked up with Kim Kardashian. Interesting. Okay. That's great. Um, okay. Would you like, it like gets down on one knee. Would you like to merge brands with me? <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs> oh man. I mean, I, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something about him, but I don't see yeah. it. And I'm thankful I, I, don't. I don't either. And that's the thing. Like you were saying, like, if I guess if they weren't crazy, I would be like, 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 or there wasn't craziness attached to them. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to just label women as crazy. Like, all right. Like, but like the craziness attached to their family and all that shit. Yeah. Like, then maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're good looking and everything like that. But like, they just, I mean, something about that personality thing, like it just turns them into like disney stepmother villains looking to me like i'm just like no yeah yeah you know what you're totally right about that um i want to also just kind of point out too it's like beauty can only take you so far and i mean that sounds like just a trope it sounds hackneyed whatever but it's um it's interesting but yeah (laughs) it's interesting how they've come so far just based on their looks you know it's like people they've surrounded themselves Look, with smart not easy. people. We have to work like really hard by doing nothing. <laughs> I mean like, they don't can't help it if people fall in love with you. Like that's it's incredible. They're above parody. Like everybody gets made fun of on you know, SNL. Yeah. You rarely ever see the Kardashians being made fun of on SNL. And I don't know why that is. Because it they, seems they, like they, they would be... They have, and they did, especially when they were first, like, the, the show first came out, it, there was definitely a thing. Um, there's one actress who was, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name right now. She was so funny, and she would do, like, the Kim Kardashian impression, and it was hilarious. Mm. But I just don't... Yeah, I, I was watching um, How I Met Your Mother the other day, Okay. and Kim Kardashian popped up on that. Holy crap, that's and right, I, was I like, forgot about that. What? <laughs> like I, I just don't I, I it's just it's strange to me. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. Um if you're into it, you're into it. Like you know, if that's like your reality show and you like it. Yeah. I mean maybe maybe write us and explain like why you like it so that I can understand a little bit more. Like you've listened to this enough now if you're listening to this right now, like I, I will listen to that. Like I'll totally. be like, Oh yeah, okay, cool. Like, you know, I just I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I don't vilify them at all. I, I think about how they've really made a um, a brand for themselves by I surrounding themselves with that because the, 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 okay wait uh-huh. because the okay I have no problem with you making money and making a brand of yourself but sure. just like you said earlier if that brand is detrimental to the well being of others especially young impressionable girls then I do mm-hmm. have a problem with you like if you're if you're you know if you're pushing tummy teas or whatever that you know, make girls sick to their stomach and that's how you can lose weight, then there's something wrong. Like you're, you know, I I don't know. I just think that's wrong. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I 
don't care. I, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I agree. I don't care. And at the end of the day, what, what I'm saying is I want morality in a place where like, there's no morality here. So yeah, like, yeah. like, Oh, you shouldn't go there. Like, it, it's like that, that Steve, uh, Stephen King where it's like, you know, don't go up that hill, you know, pet <laughs> cemetery. Like there's nothing good up there. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> Man, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm saying I don't care, but, but he's, but he, okay, so, so. <laughs> well, let me clarify real quick, and then we can go back. But oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't care about what they do. I care about the effect, like you said, that they're having on the well-being yes, of society. Yes, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't care about what you do personally, except for the impression that you could make when you're trying to, you know, make your money, which because. Make yeah, your money, to, go for it. But. To go way back to what we were talking about before, I mean, people get down on Kim for how she got famous, but, I mean, realistically, she's the highest paid adult film actress of all time. So, that's... Yeah, that's I don't care about that. Like, I, that's, that's I, I, think that that's, I think that picking on, or picking on, whatever, I, like, I'm not going to go after her for that. Like, that's bullshit. Right. That's, right. that's like going, like, I, I, I don't care about that. Like, I mean, I, let me rephrase that. I don't know. Was that tape leaked without her consent? Initially, it was, but then they got okay, the rights so to it and they published that in it the through her. Her, yeah. like it was, it was violation of her. Like in that sense, I care about it that way. In that way, I'll defend her all day yeah. because that's you know that's just wrong. Like that's what I was trying to get at. You know, like like some things are wrong, and we all need to accept that. Like that's not a gray area. That's fucked up. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I, I would never go after her for that too. I know you're the same way. We're just like, no, 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 don't go after her for that. That's dumb. Like, sure. And it's such a weird flex, you know, with Ray J and everything, trying to be like, oh yeah, man, I got her first. Here's a tip, guys. Most women that you slept with have slept with someone before you. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it. I mean, always Neil Armstrong, right here. That's it. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Do you know how boring it would be having sex with people that have had no sex before? I, it... Oh, I'm well aware. Oh, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, that's, that, that's, that old, that's that old joke about, like, you know, oh, you get all these virgins in heaven or whatever. It's like, who wants virgins? Give me the, like, the, the, the lady of the night that knows what she's doing. Like, you know. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think of the word. Yes, it's sex worker. That's it. Sex workers. Lady yes. of the night, but sex worker, I believe, is the PC one. If I'm wrong, Lady of the know. night is so. It's such an old school phrase. <laughs> oh, did I not reveal that I'm 80 years old? <laughs> Lady I'm, of the night. <laughs> I'm trapped in a 26 year old body, but I'm actually like 150 fucking years old. Yeah, guys, I'm old as shit. It's the sequel to Freaky Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Women of ill reputes. I no. just switched <laughs> bodies with an angry old man. Like, that's what happened. Aging <laughs> into my personality. Oh, man. You can't be around canes because you always want to shake them. Oh, oh man. At the sky. At the were sky. <laughs> so, were you surprised that we didn't get anything Star Wars? Like, trailer? Not really, because I think it that, comes out this year. Yeah, you're right. But the stank is still on Star Wars right now. We're not going to get anything Star Wars until Star Wars Celebration, I believe. Uh, Star Wars Celebration takes place in April right here in Chicago, Illinois. Cheap pop. 
Um, uh, not an ad, not a sponsor. Not Cut a sponsor. <laughs> but shout out to Reed Pop for making great conventions, though. Shout yeah, out. Not a sponsor. You don't get our shout out. <laughs> Reed Pop. Look, look. Let me tell you about Reed Pop. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. But things they, that they rhyme throw, with. They throw yeah. great conventions, man. They do. They do. Famously, you've been to one, which is the only time we were photographed together. Um, uh, all yeah, the way true, back. Because you indeed decided not to take pictures when you were down here at Megacon. <laughs> we did. We took one awkward picture of all our you, friends. You took pictures <laughs> of everyone else. And yes. you guys weren't in it. That doesn't right. make any sense. Okay, whatever. Not at all. Sorry, not, not at all. The, not the point. Not the point. Nope. So, so Travis Scott. So you don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Travis Scott performed directly after SpongeBob, and my point about that was going to be, they took something so wholesome as SpongeBob SquarePants, Nickelodeon's uh, Golden Boy, and then they put on Travis Scott, who cannot speak five words without swearing. That was ridiculous. Dude, you're going to be on the Super Bowl. Cut it out for one one day. One All right. Day. So famously, I've talked about this in other places, but one of my favorite things is the radio edit of rap songs, especially ones that are filthy. So oh, yeah. DMX <laughs> with his song, not... Uh, Lex, not, give her to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not that one. No, no. Which is it? Uh, no, Yoga I said Maybe. Lex. Never mind. No, no I get I get Okay. So well, uh, yes, but the other wait, one. The, wait, uh, do you do you not understand that that I made a, a terrible joke? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So y'all gonna make me lose my mind? That up song here? in particular, up in here. Uh, that one in particular. He's got so many different like ways of masking the swear words in there. Whoever edited that is a genius because it makes the edited version so much more entertaining. Than just the uh, the album version, the explicit version, you know. I agree with the appreciation for these, yeah. like yeah. how they can work around it, <laughs> because it I is mean, a, it, that is a skill, man. It really is. It really is. It's kind Same of lost with, uh, too, because a lot of like, you know, now we have um, you know XM and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you don't really have to make clean versions anymore. I don't think. You know, it's surprising because when I'm at work, I, I have to find the non-explicit version of albums on Spotify. Why? And I We're know. all adults. Yeah, yeah, but that's not my it's not my brand. You know, I'm the clean cut guy at work. Obviously, on here I'm not, but at work I haven't sw- I haven't sweared in fifteen years. Clean cut guy years. on here too. Come on. Yeah, okay, fine, fine, on. fine, fine. But on Spotify, funny enough, they're still making. Um, clean versions of albums. Like every every Run of Jewels album has a clean version. I had no idea until I started having a look. That is wow. It seems like a waste of time. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> Close but, your eyes and count to fuck. How do you do that song <laughs> as a clean version? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird, man. I don't. <sighs> I, I guess it's people want to listen with their kids and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's sing along, kids, to Run the Jewels. Well, what, RTJ I mean, all day, every day. I don't know. <laughs> I the, the people get like I I always feel like it comes back to like a like a religious thing or something because like my brother was talking about that years ago how they, you know, him and my sister in law were like yeah we can't listen to anything on the radio that isn't uh, like we're into country right now because the kids like and the and and then they were like country's gotten too dirty and like now they just <laughs> listen to Christian music so I get in the car and I'm like I'm dying I'm Man. gonna die. Country is just rap with a different inflection now. No, 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 no. The the Christian music. 
Oh, yeah. It's a country. I'm, look, I'm not a huge fan of country either. Very specific. I don't think I like any male country stars except for Johnny Cash. <laughs> All female vocals, and then it's like a select few, and it's more on the pop side. So, yeah. like, I, you know, I love Dixie Chicks. I, I went, I even went to a Dixie Chicks concert, which is like shocking for me because I'm just not into a lot of country. But I, yeah, it's usually, I'm like, uh, it's got to be female vocal. It's got to skew a little bit more towards pop for the most part. But yeah, so, like, but listening to like religious music, it just, it gives me the heebie jeebies. And that's because, like, that, that's because of my own stuff. You know. No, I feel you. And yeah, Christian music is a little odd too, because it's trying to put you in a very specific type of mind frame. And yeah. it's, it's just, you know, a lot of music allows you to make that choice for yourself, but Christian music is like, no, no, you're thinking about God all the time. Yeah, 100%. the only one that I, I remember liking and I still like was Switchfoot because they, you could listen to their songs and you're like, oh, this is just a love song. Like it didn't, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like, Lord, reason. I'm like, oh, God, no, no. What is this? Like, it, like it was it would always. Tr- and then they'd have like speaking of you're talking about clean versions. They do mm-hmm. the parody mm. like or basically parody. So like they had like a Christian Eminem. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what Eric knows who this is, because I talked to Eric about this. He knows all of these because he's he's Christian and. You know, he grew up in that that. So I don't remember who this guy is, but it's so bad. It's he did like a stand like mm. I'm going to see if I can find it and send it to you. But like it is insane. Wow. Yeah. I, I know that there have been attempts at Christian rap so many times over the years. It's it's almost hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I remember Switchfoot. They dared you to move. I remember that. It's KJ52. KJ, yes, I remember this guy. KJ52. The song's name is Dear Slim. And oh, there's pictures man. of him, and he's got the blonde hair and everything, because they did a whole parody <laughs> music video. And I remember them showing us this in, uh, in like, because we used to have to go to uh, Wednesday, like, chapel, mm-hmm. like, every week. And it was, like, evangelical, like, type of situation. We also had chapel on Wednesdays. Wow, was that just like the day for chapel? Uh, did you go? Did you go to a Christian school? I went to a Christian school all throughout my uh, my grammar school career, and then I went to Catholic school for high school. I did not know this about you. And <laughs> guys, this is wait. Uh, Breaking news. I first guess. of all, I would say Catholic school because my brother went to a Catholic school. Okay, for high school as well. Not for middle and all that, um, but like he had a really good experience in Catholic mm. high school. I don't know if yours was good. I've heard a lot of good things about Catholic high schools, mostly because they're kind of like universities a lot of the time if it's up north. Mm, okay, okay. Um, well, I got to tell you, I actually lucked out when I went to Catholic school because my first two years of high school, I went to uh, a Lutheran school, which is now closed, uh, Luther South. Um, so I, I went there. And then by the time I got to the LaSalle Institute right here in Chicago, Illinois, uh, for my junior year, they had already gotten through all the Catholic stuff. So I didn't Uh, have to take hardly any of the boring religion classes. I got to take the fun religion classes that teach you about other world religions and just different stuff like that. Yeah, like psychology. Oh, I used to love those classes. I'm like, this is so fun. Why can't we talk about this sort of stuff all the time? 
I'm debating um, when I switch over to my university here because apparently they have a professor who's like knows his shit on Judaism and stuff. I'm debating minoring in religion because I love it so much and like that kind of, you know, that everything to it. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's OK. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So chapel on Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if so. Was it also your high school? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe mm -hmm. it's maybe it came from that. I mean, obviously a lot of so my the the schools that I went to, I went to numerous schools. When I got into high school, I went public high school, but like through most of my middle school and everything like that was these private um, and they called them non-denominational schools, but they were evangelical, like Southern evangelical. I'm remembering uh, this wrong. I'm sorry. We had on Friday uh, at Emmanuel, we had chapel, but. Yeah. In high school at Luther South on Wednesdays and also at uh, De La Salle. That makes on more sense because yeah. Friday would be like a mass type of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that makes more sense. Um, so, okay, yeah. So, so and then like Lutheran would be, yeah, okay. So they would play these videos mm. and it would just be parodies like that. And I. I was the kid that like, you know, you know, I always had my CD player and then I switch over to MP3 player, those old bricks that were like, it holds a whole gig, like a whole gig. You can put 10 songs it, on these bad boys. And it was not like it. No, no. It was like 100 songs. And that was the thing, because like a CD could only hold 10 songs, you know, <laughs> fancy. And, and you were like, oh, sh and like, of course, it was not an iPod. Like iPods were out, but I could not afford that. Like, oh, no. So I had my brick. I think I still have the brick, too. Uh, somewhere. Around. I keep I keep old tech like that because I'm a nerd. Uh, and I'm also lazy when it comes to reselling them. But I I remember just sitting there and it was like torture for me just yeah. to deal with it. And, and it's not like it always sounds like I'm bashing Christianity on this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, no, I'm, I'm gonna meet you halfway because when I went, when I was in the Catholic school, we had um, a retreat, and it was basically where I don't. I should also mention I went to an all boys Catholic school. So, a, oh, I, I mean that was assumed in my mind, but yeah, I, I, I just uh, want to well, clarify for everybody might not else. Know yeah. that. Well, a lot, there are a lot of people who might not know that. So typically, at least in the north, Catholic schools are like this is where my cousins and my brother went to as well. It's mm -hmm. there's the boys and then the girls' school, and then usually those two schools will come together for like plays and uh, you know, um, what's it called, dances and, and social events. They will be like the brother sister school to each so other, but they are always separate. Yeah, we didn't even have a sister school. Keep the That's Holy Spirit between you. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was it was so severe. We didn't even have a Catholic school uh, or sister school rather. We had to poach uh, Catholic school girls from Maria High School, which was the sister school of uh, Saint Rita, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because around De La Salle at that time, it was like projects, like Chicago oh, projects, shit. like straight up scary projects over there and so um my friend liz who was dating a friend of mine she would come through on the train after school from maria high school from marquette park which is also dangerous all the way over to luther south or not luther south rather uh de la salle i'm getting mixed up now but yeah little this girl is, this is literally all gibberish to me she was you she could was, be a dolphin squeaking <laughs> right now and it what? would sound the same 
Here's where it all comes together. Tiny girl, Catholic school outfit, just like that character from Men in Black that Will Smith shot because he's like, this is weird for her to be in this environment. Will Smith would have shot Liz. <laughs> because Sorry. she did not I, I belong. Was, I, was, I was taking a drink of my tea when you said that. Will Smith would have shot Liz. <laughs> he totally would have shot her thinking she was an alien because yeah. she did not belong in that environment. But she braved oh. that shit because she was hardcore and she came to see her boyfriend after school. That's love. Right that there. is love. That's, that's beautiful. Love. That is, she did that not is, care. <laughs> so wait now. So so now that you've started this, we're we're pretty much abandoning notes because I don't give a shit. I'm more interested yeah, in this. So totally. uh, did D? Because I knew you knew your wife. Did she also go to a private school like that? Because you knew her as too. kids. Yeah, we went to the same grammar school. We went to um, oh, Emmanuel oh. Christian School, and we hung out a lot. She came in seventh grade. And I was in, oh, I was in seventh grade. She was in sixth grade um, because she's a year younger than me. That's right. Boom. Um, <laughs> so, blessed, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. Uh, so we didn't date back then at all, but we were really good friends. And she would come to different like plays and improv shows that I would have in high school uh, along with some of our other friends. And we were just always kind of like in the same circle until the circle dispersed and we were the only two left and then we hooked up. So, yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you hooked up in high school? No. Well after high school. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. I because was respectful. It... I'm, I'm a good bro. I'm a good friend and I'm yeah. a respectful gentleman. I didn't shoot my shot well until we were adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I feel it. Like it's funny because that, that story is very similar to like a, a lot of people in my family have stories like so like um my grandmother was the same way with my grandfather like they okay. grew up together like they yeah. were neighbors their parents were like best friends and then it was like she's 18 he's 17 we want to get married wow and so like my great grandfather had to go like with them to get the marriage license because my grandfather was 17 and so, like, they had known each other their whole life. They've known each they, they have always been intertwined, like, in oh, their wow. lives. And then my, her sister, her young, her youngest sister, um, she went off and got married. She had her high school sweetheart. And she went off and married another guy. And he went off and married another girl. And they both got divorced. And then years later, they got remarried, like, 25 years ago. They got married to each other. Like, they were apart for all those years. And then they got back together. And they've been married ever since. I mean, I totally skipped that part, but that happened too. Like, yeah. I got married, and D. Well, you don't have to talk about that. I mean, I don't mind. You know, it's it's reality. What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's doing fine. She's very happy. She's remarried now. She's so got a kid of her own. So we don't give it's a shit. Cool. <laughs> Let's torch this earth. I wish I wish peace and joy to everyone, mostly everyone, but her. She's fine. She's good. I'm just I don't even know this person. I, just... I know like one story and I'm just like, no, burn it, burn it. You would just ride or die for D. I appreciate that. Uh, like, no, oh my God. No. You messaged me the other day. Yeah. Matt messaged me the other day. He's like, D left me. And of course I know he's playing, but like, 
he was like, to go for the weekend. But, like, before he could say to go away for the weekend, I was like, what did you do? Right, like, right, right. What did you do? Mm-hmm. And he was like, why did you assume that I did something wrong? I'm like, well, this I said it then. I'll say it again now, which is you married up. Don't fuck it up. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're right. I can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that. So we, you know saw each other again and everything. I was going through some hard times, um, you know, after that whole first time dispersed and she was there for me and we got closer and, you know, things happened. And here Happily we are. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. Yeah. No, I, oh, my brother and sister-in-law, and makes three. like knowing each other in high school and then they stayed together in college. And then when he went off to boot camp and, like they they were together through all of that, and then they got married, you know, twenty three something like that. And they've been married wow. since. They've been together. They have now officially been together longer than they have not together. Man. As far as shout like, out, you know what? Shout lives. out to the people that stay together through college and being away from each other for that yeah. long. Like that's yeah. that's metal. That is, I'm not metal. M a m e t a l like m e t t l e. That is amazing. Yeah. The yeah. the the ferocity of he the, went, the love is he just He went off incredible. to boot camp, dude, and like 9-11 happened when he was in wow. boot camp. Wow. And she was like in it, like completely. He was in it completely, like, you know, and then he ended up, you know, um, getting injured, unfortunately, and like had to come back. And he kind of had to reevaluate his life. So he went to college and she was hours away at another college. And yeah. it would just be like, I go visit her. She visited me, like, you know, and, and, and then waited until they were, like, she grad, basically, I, if I remember correctly, it was one of them, I think it was her, graduated, like, the week before they got married. So they waited to, to get married until they could, like, actually start their lives together. Graduated from college, I mean. So, like, you know, it's just one of those things, like, it, yeah, they were, they were in, you know, in that, in, through thick and thin kind of thing, like, for better or worse already. It is. It's shocking to me. But yeah, I have all these stories in my family, and then I'm like, and then there's little old me. Because <laughs> yours is going to be the best story of all, and I cannot wait to witness it firsthand. It's going to oh, be amazing. I'm going to die alone. No, nah, man. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> it ain't happening. No, no, no. It was so funny because I, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was reading Saga this week, um, and it was. Oh my god, it was like, please send me someone to fuck. And it was the, I posted it (laughs) on our Insta, and it was the funniest shit that I have read in a long time. I literally like burst out into laughter reading it. It was so good. But no, no, like, it's just one of those things that, so I think that, and I, and I don't know, this is something to keep in mind, maybe if you guys have kids down the line or whatever, but like, when you have, relationships like that mm-hmm. in your life that are like those are the relationships you look to and then the other relationships are just tornado terrible you know um <laughs> my my mother who i will not speak of uh on yes. this podcast but like you know she's on her fourth marriage um yeah. that is very like multiple marriages is very common on her side um there there have been divorces on my father's side as well some very bad ones um, you know, so it's either like, you know, the like there's not a lot of the well wishing 
like mm-hmm. m- like my dad is super cool so like you know his when his marriage failed like you know like it, like all those things went wrong he eat like he's still so kind and everything like that and i love that like it's very similar to how you are in that way um but it's one of those things it's like oh my god it's one way or the other it's either a shit tornado or mm. it's you have to get it when you're 17 now, in my out. mind and, and yeah. so to me i go oh no it's nothing or shit tornado like right. like that but like that's not how it works for most people but exactly. it's just weird I was gonna... when you see it happen so many times it's just yeah. it's something weird in your brain so like you know i kind of try to like when it's you know my, my i think about it now with my nieces and nephews as they're growing older and i'm like we're gonna have mm-hmm. to like tell them that like <laughs> it doesn't always happen that way yeah because I, I mean let me that, let me give you this so it's yeah. like it's like this so basically you're you're gaining experience if i can equate it to a video game it's like you're gaining experience po- uh, points i don't to bring it back to a normal spot now you know you never hear about the ones that just fizzle out you never hear about the amicable breakups. Or I know, the, it's sad because there I are a lot of people you know, that have yeah. these breakups that are good. Exactly. Like, you never hear about the ones where folks went out two or three times and then just discovered, oh, you know what, I like them, but I don't like them like that, you know? Yeah. Th- because those aren't the entertaining stories. Those, you know, there's there's no arc there. So we only hear about the trash fires. And when you hear about the trash fires, you think about them as cautionary tales, but what actually happens, what's happened to me, I can speak to this from personal experience. So I've dated women that have taught me things about myself. I've learned what I like. I've learned what I dislike. I've learned the type of person that I I like to see in the mirror. And being with someone that I love that helps to bring that out of me is a joy. Yeah. Now, thankfully, I'm with a life partner now that I know I can see somebody in the mirror. I can see someone in her eyes that I appreciate and that I respect. Yeah. You know, that that doesn't happen for everybody, you know, immediately. And it oh, didn't yeah. happen for us immediately. I mean, it took years for us to get to this to this place to even acknowledge that, you know, there was a, even a spark of love there. Um, and it takes so, work, too. And it, like, it like takes even definitely, when you it get takes in work. It. Yeah, because she, she basically had to pull me out of borderline depression and getting over a divorce so yeah i mean i i give her all the credit in the world for you know basically rebuilding me <laughs> like yeah. you know just just from nothing well she had um, the technology so she did she made me faster not at all not not faster but you know, <laughs> uh, you I'm, know I'm rounder <laughs> <laughs> that's good but, tech yes but what i'm what i'm getting at is this it's like all the relationships, and D and I have discussed this before. All the relationships that she's had, that I've had, uh, you know, with some very <laughs> distinct exceptions, um, they made us who we are today. And if yeah. not for those wonderful people, we wouldn't be the people who we are now that love each other. So, oh, hundred you know percent. I I watched the. Uh, did you ever watch the the Robin Williams documentary that was on HBO? With I can't. I still haven't. Year? I still haven't watched it yet. Okay. So yeah. so there was something in that documentary that was really, really beautiful. It was his first wife. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name, and I apologize for that. Um, so she was talking about, like, you know, their marriage, and then it ended with, you know, them divorcing. And 
if I'm not mistaken, it was like he wasn't faithful at the end. So it wasn't necessarily even like, you know, uh, the cleanest split kind of situation. Sure. And, he, and, and, you know, he had addiction issues and all kinds of, so like that, that's a whole separate thing, you know, but the, the thing that I took away from it that I had never heard anyone articulate in, in that way that I thought was so beautiful was she was saying, you know, I'm grateful for the journey that we took together. That's awesome. It didn't it have really to is. last forever. It did. She was like, it, it didn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to last forever, whatever, but like, Oh man, what a beautiful ride we took together. Yeah. Like you just, you dipped in and then you dipped out and then you did separate things. Like Wait. it was, and I, and I, and it was weird because it was, it almost, it's funny because just in the last year, it almost reset my brain. Hmm into not viewing end as failure. Right. Just that it's weird how it's weird how one person can articulate something in a completely different way. And people can tell you time and time again that like, you know, the end of that marriage or whatever is not a failure. It just like it ended like a lot of things end, you know, like whatever you can say it tons of different ways. But until I heard it that way, it never clicked for me. And then I heard mm -hmm. that and I was like, oh, my God, it's just like. Almost like like this Robin Williams documentary just changed the way I view relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes perfect sense. It's like mourning. You know, you don't you don't have to look at it as a failure. You can see it as like like you said, an ending. Yeah. And I mean it you don't have to restart right away. Um no. obviously people who, you know, do something like Robin Williams did kinda, you know, play two games at once, but uh yeah, you can just Take time, rediscover yeah, who you are. Don't cheat on people. That ain't right. Don't do nah, it. Nah, <laughs> nah. You probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Avoid it if possible. Avoid it. You know, don't put yourself in those situations. Yeah. 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 Be be smart with the heart. See, so did there. See, did. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can we? Can we not? <laughs> <laughs> That's my first T-shirt. T-shirt number one. Matt's T-shirt. Be smart with the heart. Yes. That's oh no! One. I thought in the middle of the back it says, "Can we not?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fans. Somebody make that shirt. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my God, Matt. We have to make our own shit. I love it. I love it. You so dumb. Okay. All right. All right. So with that abrupt uh, cheese ballness that I inflicted upon us, we can go back to our notes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this Netflix stuff. What is this Netflix thing you were talking about? Yeah, so trigger warning with Killer Mike. Killer Mike, actually, this was what I was going to trans... Uh, I don't know is, who this is. This is what I was going to do my transition for, or with, rather, uh, from our Super Bowl conversation. Because within... Superb Al, continue. Superb Al, yes. Um, within, we don't have any money. <laughs> that's true. The big game, as they say. Uh, because within this performance that uh, Adam Mayonnaise Levine put on... Um, he featured oh, Captain Wonderbread. He featured one member of Outcast, not both of them, yeah. just one, and not even the bigger member of Outcast. No, he featured Big Boy. He must not have wanted to show up. You know, yeah, actually, like, no, I'm out. Realistically, Andre 3000 has like crippling like performance anxiety. Oh, really? And it's only gotten worse. So that's why you never really see them perform anymore, and why he's always wearing sunglasses on stage. Or just looking kind of like, you know, just jittery when he's up there. That's why. That. Okay. Yeah. So even still, 
I feel like they could have just had him come out for one song, bing, bang, boom, go back to the back. But no, Adam Levine. That's a big crowd, man. That's a lot to ask of someone. But it's also really dark. Anyway, Adam Levine took it upon himself to sing over Sleepy Brown doing the hook to I Like the Way You Move. I know. That's his one thing that he does. (laughs) I mean, go sing over Sleepy Brown and then shoo him off the stage. Get out of here, man. So. There Put is your a, shirt back on. There's a collective of rappers, uh, uh, rap artists in Atlanta, from Atlanta, okay. known as the Dungeon Family. And okay. the Dungeon Family is comprised of both members of OutKast, um, the Goody Mob, uh, CeeLo Green, okay. who was part of the Goody Mob. and Isn't CeeLo Green canceled? No. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, um, Killer Mike. Now, Killer Mike started out as part of the Dungeon family. He's got that really southern type of draw when he performs and everything like that. But he's very, very just like spot on with his uh, with his words, with his performing. So over the years, um, he kind of faded to the background. He was still working hard, still trying to do his come up. But then he hooked up with LP. And with LP, the producer, LP Stand is, for, is short for El Producto. Um, they became the rap duo of um, Run the Jewels. Okay. So, for those not familiar with Run the Jewels, uh, they do a lot of socially conscious music. They talk about having a good time, of course. They rap about, you know, smoking, drinking, and all that stuff. Um, but they also talk about the uh, the the uneven jailing of black men in America. They talk about uh, <laughs> all these injustices. So it's just conversations. It's it's kind of conversations, but it's it's with a beat, you know. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's straight up rap music, and it's great. Uh, they even hook up with Rage Against the Machine for some of their stuff sometimes. Uh, you know, just that type of socially aware type of music. So. Netflix, who is giving everybody a show right now, actually hit one out of the park with uh, Killer Mike. They gave him a show called Trigger Warning. And in this show, he offers a lot of his opinions and a lot of his takes on different things. And he brings them to the forefront. He plays them out completely. So on the first episode of uh, Trigger Warning, which is a six episode miniseries for now, um, he basically makes a statement that, you know, I'm always talking about supporting black businesses and only buying black and stuff like that. I'm going to try this and see how long I can go. So he looks at his tour schedule. He's talking to his manager. He's like, all right, I got three days until I have to go and do this show. I'm going to try to last three days just completely living off of black owned businesses and black owned products. It was not as easy as one would think, (laughs) not even in Atlanta. So, you know, first thing first, first things first, he had to give up his phone. Couldn't have a couldn't have an iPhone anymore. Oh, yeah. So he had to yeah. find he had to find another phone producer that was based in America, you know, owned by by black folks. So, yeah. I mean, just from there, it's like he was traveling, he couldn't find a black car service, so he had to walk, he had to bike. He's a big wow. dude. So, this was like a thing for him. He's going grocery shopping. He had to find a black-owned grocery store, which was not easy in his neighborhood. Yeah. So he's, he's starving, basically. Uh, LP met up with him for a little bit on the episode. They finally found, like, you know, at their tour stop, they found a, uh, a barbecue place that was owned by black folks. Oh. They're about to tear into it. 
And the LP reminds him, he's like, well, wait a minute. Where did these, uh, where did these products come from? Where did the pigs come from? He's like, please tell oh, me this is from a, no. a black owned farm. And he's like, sorry, bro. No. Mm-mm. Oh, like, oh, no. like this is straight up Purdue. Like, oh no. <laughs> so he's hungry. He can't eat anything. He can't smoke because he can't buy weed off of people that are not black and he couldn't find any black folks dealing. So yeah. And where was yeah. this grown? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. It really is. And it's, oh. you know, it's not done in a depressing way or anything. It's done in a very, um, you know, approachable, educational sort of way. Killer Mike is a very engaging individual. Um, he's named Killer Mike not because, you know, he's about murdering people or anything like that. It's because basically, uh, growing up, he had a reputation of getting into rap battles and he would just completely destroy the other person. So they started calling him Killer Mike because he yeah. was a killer on the mic. So yeah, yeah it worked out. Yeah, um, sounds- so in the second episode, which is actually my favorite of the series, and then, you know, we can move on to something else, but okay. the second episode, he talks about the Hell's Angels and he talks about the, the hypocrisy and the fact that America basically accepts this. We had a show, Sons of Anarchy, based on that lifestyle of the biker oh, yeah. gang. You know, and he's talking about, you know, hey, if if the Hell's Angels can sell T-shirts at Walmart and make money off of that, then how come the Crips can't do the same thing? The Crips and Bloods can't do the same thing. So he approaches some. You can buy Hell's Angels merch. Oh, yeah. It's trademark. That's a thing. (laughs) And they're making money off of it. So I did not know this. He's like, how come the Crips can't do the same thing? So he goes and approaches a, a, a local group of Crips. Um and he discusses with them, like, hey, let's talk about some business ideas. So long story short, by the end of the episode, they end up producing their own cola flavor called Cola. <laughs> and they're selling it. And he even got, like, the Bloods involved, too. So they have their own pop now, too, called is Blood it, Pop. Is it red? It's red. Oh. And so not only did he bring these two gangs to a point where they can actually market and produce their own product. They were making it themselves in the kitchen, uh, in their, in their respective kitchens, of course. He got them to, uh, basically call a ceasefire and they sold this product at a farmer's market and made a lot of cash. My God. So they own the the rights to the sweetest, like, right ever. It's just, it's like so triumphant seeing all this come together. You know, they go to this market research group and they're trying to, you know, kind of get them involved. Like, okay, how can we market this? How can we market this product? What will make you want to buy this product? And the folks have already tasted it. They're like, oh, it's so good. This is the best pop I've ever had. So so now I have, can you (laughs) buy like Bloods and Crips together? Like, like, can you buy like a four pack and like well, half see, of that's... it's blue and half of it's red? And <laughs> what if you want like it. a Latin Kings? Like, what, what do you well, do? See, Is that like I don't a think, shot? I don't think the Latin Kings are on board yet, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? Just but with the, with, gonna with the Bloods and Crip uh, sodas, like they have a friendly rivalry now trying to see who can sell the most. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. they share shelf space equally. Okay. And you can buy you can buy four packs of each at your local yeah. grocer in Atlanta. If I'm anybody, not buying any of those. No. <laughs> well, I like pop and I like cola, so I would definitely drink some Cripple. I would I would argue it's far more acceptable for you to go into a store <laughs> and buy Bloods and Crips soda than it is for little old me to go into Atlanta 
Be like, let I me am, get this. Let me get these bloods. Like, what? I implore you to watch this show. It is so entertaining. Okay. It is so fun, and it is so just like it, it starts a conversation. Um, what I like about Killer Mike is that his his thoughts and his feelings about you know life in general, it doesn't lie on one side or the other of the aisle. He's okay. uh, you know got the diverse ideas about everything. So yeah. while some would mark him as a Democrat. He is pro gun ownership. He is all about right. self sustaining. He is all about, you know, making sure that you know how to arm yourself, you know, in case of emergency. So it's it's interesting yeah. to see that uh, he's a person. Like like he's yeah. not he's not an ideology. <laughs> exactly. He's a person. People have different opinions about yeah. things. Yeah. I think that's what's um, really difficult nowadays, isn't and, and it's always fascinating to see that on screen or whatever. So now I'm definitely intrigued by this. And I always yeah. love like documentaries and that kind of style. Um, but yeah, that, that, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, when, when you look at our culture, the average person, you can sit down and talk to them most right. of the time and you can be like, you know, like I was having a discussion with more conservative family member and I was like, all right, let's talk about this border wall. Like, let's talk about that. Did you know that like <laughs> Democrats want to, you know, increase security and use like drones and stuff like that to man the border? And it's like, oh, no, I didn't know that because we need to do that? something. You know, like that's yeah. what they're saying. Like we need to do something. And I was like, OK, well, what do you think about this something? Oh, well, that's that's reasonable. I'm like, OK. And let's, here we are. Yeah. Let's like, OK, well, then you don't need a wall like, you know, you don't need. This this thing like when this other thing works really well, but we're we're living in such a polarized time, and, you know. I, I always love things like that because they get discussions going. Sometimes yeah. they can turn on you real quick. Um, but the, did you ever watch uh, uh, This Is Life with Lisa Ling? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah, that was another good show that like you can sit down, you can watch it, and then you can have these discussions about like you know, like one of them was the is it Church of Satan? I don't there, there's like there's there's different names for these, but they're they're their own thing. And it's like, you know, they face all of these problems from religious groups because they're like, you know, you shouldn't have your religious iconography on federal, you know, a courthouse or something like that. But if you do, if you're going to insist that it's there, we should have our statue as well or something along those lines of like for full equality. And then, of course, people meet them with, you know, anger and violence and everything like that. It's just and then you get into those discussions of like, oh, is this a religion? Is this not like I've had a lot of really good discussions just from that show alone. So I feel like this. Yeah. Killer Mike. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Now, of course, <clears throat> it is a Netflix show and it is TVMA. So there's going to be some hard, you know, nudity in there. So just when you're nudity. watching it. Oh, okay. yeah. Cause I he, assumed language and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I was going and expecting, too. It's got but like, sold. Man, like, all right. So you remember how I was talking about how he only wanted to support black businesses and, and black store owners and, and oh. black people in general. So uh, he, he frequents a strip club, and he had to send certain dancers away because he's like, oh, no, baby, I, I, I can't give you any money tonight. Um because oh. I'm only supporting black women, so push on. Oh man. Yep, yep. He was just like that's kinda cool though. He was upfront about it, you know, like yeah, hey, this is yeah. yeah. Respectfully. 
yeah. you know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Wait, can't... Okay, now I'm like, I didn't realize you could film in real strip clubs like that. I I think he has a special deal with this one club. Cause, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, I, I don't think you can do that without blurring. He might be a part owner of this club, but I'm sure they had to sign a lot of documentation to get this Oh, done. yeah, and every every individual, like has to sign off and everything like that but that's, that's definitely <laughs> but yeah i wasn't ready for that i'm like oh okay oh well okay then yeah yeah this got real yeah so um anyway moving on <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm super excited for see I, i'm not into a lot of netflix shows lately but like i'm excited for so i've been watching that show you do you know what that show is yeah so I've been watching that. I watched like three episodes of it. And that show is creepy and good. Like, really good. Um, so I'm kind of into that. And apparently that's like a Netflix original now. I think it was originally on like Lifetime Network or something. I think you're, I think you're right. Because, uh, I've, I've seen people like, oh, y'all didn't care about it back then, but you care about it now. Like, oh, well, all right. it's, that's always bullshit because like, it, same thing happens with The Good Place and everything like that. It doesn't mean it's not good. It means that you don't have access to it. A lot of people don't have cable. Like, right. So and everybody's not watching watch TV at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, hierarchy of fandom whatever yeah um so so i'm like oh okay this is interesting and good and i love me some drums i love drama uh on shows not in real life um and then <laughs> a little bit in real okay all right come on now. all right a, a lot little of it. Yeah. bit I, yeah. yeah all the time i'm all the time. i am non-stop drama drama 24 <laughs> 7 you're like tnt then, lex yes. knows drama oh yeah. my god Another shirt. We're just cranking out all these shirts tonight. <laughs> um, so another one is Big Mouth. Did you see that they're coming out with a, a Valentine's Day special? Now, I did see that announcement, but I must admit, I am not up on the Big Mouth. What? At all. Wait, so you watched it, didn't like it, or you haven't seen any of it? I haven't seen it because honestly, when I see the previews pop up on Netflix, the art style doesn't really appeal to me, so I haven't really given it a chance yet. Okay, so the art style is made to look like the actors, like so. So it's it's like it's made to look like like the main character is Nick Kroll, um, and so it's made to look like a a kid version of him, you know. Um, I was not sold on it or whatever, but I was like, okay, I like the people who were involved with, like, I like Nick Kroll. I like some, you know, uh, I love Jason Manzukas. Oh my God. Oh yeah. He's the best. Jason Manzukas is, is phenomenal. And his character on the show, he's all like, he, he, he's always fucking a pillow. And like, it's just, I mean, it sounds insane. It is insane. It's all about puberty. It's all about hitting puberty and how it turns you into like, you know, a crazy person and, and how weird things become between boys and girls when you hit that age. And, you know, and then they have characters who are like, gay, who are on the outskirts of like, I don't know where I fit in here. And then it's like, oh, I might be bisexual. Like it's and dealing with periods, like the period episode they have, which is in the first season, uh, it might be the second episode, second or third, something like that. It is so freaking good like it is i just think it's one of the best god it's got so much heart it's one of those shows that you earlier you're talking about like oh this is like pushing like you know it, it's different pornography stuff but like 
it's pushing <laughs> the limits, but no, but like it's educational. Yeah. It's pushing the limits of like what you should be watching as far as like, oh, you can't you can't make a live action show like this because it's about preteens and their sexuality and yeah. nobody like that's not right. But when you put it in animation, somehow it's OK. Like, in well, our, I think it's I think part of that, too, is because you can't really when you hire actors to portray kids like that. In, in a in a real show yeah. in, a, in a live action show, then it gets weird because it, yes, there, absolutely. There are times when I I think about how grown the kids are on Riverdale, and then I think about how like not grown the kids are on Freaks and Geeks, you know, because there's like oh, a drastic so difference in what high school is on that show and Riverdale. Oh, a hundred percent. And you have to keep in mind, a lot of times that's because of several things like. You know, they, the casting actors, like, they, they're like, okay, they have time constraints if they're underage. Yeah. Um, and they're usually just not as good of actors. Like, Well, not only that, they want them to fuck. So it's like, yeah, we can't just have these underage kids yeah. portraying these sex acts, albeit yeah. fake sex acts. No, we're going to get some of-age people who are playing high schoolers with a wink and a nod and yeah. have them hooking up nonstop. Do you ever just, every once in a while, go, Luke Perry played a teenager? Television and go, how? He played the most busted teenager I've ever seen. Oh my goodness. If he was an actual teenager, like at a school, you would have parents going, get this kid out of there. Something's wrong. Like, like, why is this 25 year old (laughs) at our children's school around our babies? Yes. It makes I, me think no, of that Steve Buscemi uh, meme where he's like, "Hello, fellow kids. Hey, How do you do, fellow children?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I can't. So it, you can't recommend Killer Mike enough. I can't recommend Big Mouth enough to anyone Ooh. who hasn't seen it. It's Touché. so good. There are two seasons out, um, and they're coming back for a third, and then that which will be in the fall, um, unless for some reason that changes, but I doubt it will. Because they always end up coming back. I think it's like mm, October, some, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, but they're coming out with a Valentine's Day special. And they just, like, this is just a complete surprise. And I'm so excited. And it makes me want to go back and just rewatch it again. Because it's that good. Mm. Like, it's just, it's one of the best things Netflix is putting out there. Period. I love, I love Netflix for that fact that they have shows that have, like, specials in between seasons. Yeah. You know, or they'll have a mini series in between seasons or something like that. Because it goes too long. Like, definitely. And they realize that. Unless you're Voltron, then it's like, oh, you're done with this season? Next season. Yeah, there yeah. You go. But, the, and, yeah. and it makes way more sense with the animation than it does with their live action shows. Like, the Stranger, Stranger Things kids are going to be like 30 years old by the time the next season comes out. <laughs> it's going to be very awkward to see them going through puberty, but I, we will see it. Yeah, I think that they're really fucking up with that one. Mm, I think yeah. they're taking way too long. They should have accelerated all of these seasons. Like you know how they are with um with uh, Sabrina now. Oh yeah. How they're mm-hmm. how they're like okay we've already ordered like three seasons. Go back into production. Go back into the pr-. like they're being smart about that. They're right. coming out with the next season or the part two whatever they did it they did a Christmas special they did season one was October Christmas special and then springs the next season. I'm assuming they're going to do the following fall will be the following season. Like, and they'll just keep, you know, putting that out there and then do like, like five seasons of it and be good. Just That's do that. That's kind of great. 
And it's there. Yeah. It's there for people that want to go back and see it again. Right. You don't. Yeah. You shouldn't be waiting a year for a teen show. Agreed. Agreed. Like, that's way too long. If you've got something like House of Cards, you know, back when they first started, you've got, you know, um, Robin Wright and, you know, Voldemort. Like, they're, they... <laughs> um, <laughs> They, they they have scheduling that makes it difficult to get them back there. So, like, yeah, you have to kind of work with it. And, like, having a year in between, it's like, oh, no one's done this, like, except for maybe HBO shows and stuff like that. So, like, it, it adds a mystery to it. Now it's like, no, we're sick of it. Like, it's not – it's it's just – it doesn't work, especially for teen shows. Overall, I have a little bit of a problem with the model of it. Yeah, well, I, also the actors and actresses get worst. tired. Yeah. I mean, they get tired of two years in between each season now. Like, what the hell, man? You can't keep doing that. That's HBO for you. HBO is so lax, or they have been so lax on their shows being scheduled for a certain time. It's like, hey, all right, thanks for this. Come back when you feel like it. So I, I, I feel like the the Game of Thrones final season thing that makes perfect sense to me. It's big Hmm. production. It's only six episodes. Each episode's probably going to be about two hours. So that's a feature-length film. Yeah. Every episode. Like, that makes sense that you would take two years to do that. Well, not only that, but Game of Thrones, it's like you kind of want the kids to grow up a little bit. Yeah. You kind of want to give them time to mature. And you already gave us uh, seven seasons. This will be the eighth. Yeah. So, I believe you already gave us all of these seasons on a consistent schedule. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Mad Men also had for separate reasons, but they also had a gap, but they were already in like season five or something like that when they had a year off in between. That was because of contract negotiations and and issues with AMC. But but like that, if you give people enough of a thing like that, that's why Westworld and Stranger Things, because they're both on season two. Like, they mm-hmm. both have completed two seasons of the show. It doesn't make sense to me to go on that long of a break. Yeah, it's weird because I, I think the show that really hit it perfectly was Breaking Bad. Because Breaking Bad had a weird release schedule too, but somehow, like in between seasons, it caught fire, like word of mouth. They kept showing yeah. all the uh, the marathons and, um, yeah, you know, DVR was-, was becoming more readily available uh, and it was on Netflix. And I think people just really started paying attention. So when it came back for those final couple seasons, they had a ton more viewers than they used to have. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. And I think, but every what, other I think show, the same thing happened with Mad Men when they had that yeah. break. I think Netflix was a part of Mad Men growing in popularity oh, for sure. during that gap. But it's just the one that really perplexes me. Netflix is doing their normal scheduling, but they're doing it with preteens, which doesn't make any or teenagers, which doesn't make any sense because they're going to grow way too fast. But the one that really confuses me and honestly concerns me is Westworld. Like, yeah, what? Because and I remember reading an interview with um, Joy. Uh, yeah, uh, is it Lisa the Joy? Yeah, I know who you're talking about the showrunner. Yeah. And, yeah, and she was talking about, you know, oh, we need time to plan it and write it and everything like that, and that concerns me because I'm like. Have you thought the whole show through? <laughs> like, do you not know what you're doing 
from season to season. At this point, to me, Lisa Joy, that's her name. Lisa, Lisa Joy, Joy, yeah. So mm-hmm. at this point, to me, if you're going into a television show and you don't have every season in your brain for such an intricate show, not for a sitcom yeah. or anything, but like for such a heavy, intricate show, if you don't have like a show bible and like all your shit thought out. That's confusing to me. Like, that's well, very strange. You know, I really do think that they go in with the best laid plans. You know, they, yeah. they go in with these intentions. But just like Lost, you know, you have actors that leave, uh, you know, contract negotiations, all that stuff. We don't hear about that because that's professionalism. You know, yeah. when these contract negotiations are going on and we, the consumer, don't hear about it, that to me is ideal. Okay. But. You know what I mean? So yes, with, with but, Westworld, though, I don't really feel like that's a valid enough excuse. No, <laughs> because, because when you have so many drones and you have so many robots and, and twists and turns, it's like, dude, just say it was a synth or something like that. Whatever. Also, it's fine. Also, that is like not that aside, but like when Lost came out, not having a plan was OK to a degree because there was nothing else like it. They didn't know they would go on so long. They didn't know. They did like that type of show that like that was a revolutionary show. And that type of show wasn't planned out that way. But like when and Matt Weiner was the same way with Mad Men. And so was uh, Vince Gillen with Breaking Bad, where it was like, we're kind of breaking the mold. Like there's really only been the Sopranos. Like the Sopranos was the first really big one. And I don't, I don't know if the, the creator of The Sopranos had all of this set out, but like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, the more you look into it, like, okay, Matt Weiner went, okay, I don't know what I'm doing for the whole series, but I know the beginning and I know the end. Matt Weiner knew exactly how he wanted to end Mad Men. Um, and that's fine for something that's not that high of a, a sci-fi, you yeah. know, that's cool. I right. don't mind that sort of thing. That's fine. Vince Just like Gillen, how I met your mother, you know? Yeah, and Vince Gillen, that's a whole separate thing. Vince Gillen was <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going with it, but we're just going to write ourselves into a corner and see what happens. Genius. Yeah. Like, that was, yeah. that was, or that was his type of genius. But, you know, um, Lost, they, they, they went in, they did create a show Bible. They did create these rules and everything like that of like, this is how the world works and this is how we're thinking. But like, I, I just, I, even then, I still go like, it's a different, it's a different ball game now. We mm. we have things like Game of Thrones, we have all of these shows that like you're building on the backs of these other shows, and especially like this is supposed to be their flagship show now, really. Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. Westworld supposed to be the show now? With Game well, of yeah. Thrones going away. Exactly. They got to hang their hat on something, and it ain't gonna be Barry, you know. Even though Barry's a great show. Oh There's, my god, I, I watched a couple episodes of Barry, and like, his torturing or whatever, one of the torture scenes that happened, it, I was like, getting nauseous from it. It was so intense. I was not expecting that from that show. But yeah, I yeah. agree. It's not gonna be Barry. Like, and they're gonna try to do this Game of Thrones spinoff. I don't think it's gonna work. Just yeah, me. neither do I. And I don't, I haven't heard anything about this, uh, the Civil War. Uh, reimagining show that they well, were think, doing for a while. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Yeah, I think they got enough bad press to kind of back off of that or at least, uh, you know, rethink the premise a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I'm like, okay, so Netflix is putting out, so anyway, the, like, Big Mouth, like, 
great show and they can do it forever like that's the yeah. beauty of it like they can keep doing it because it's animated like they can go on for years it can go on as long as they wanted to god knows there's enough you know puberty stories that every single writer can come in and go here's mine here's my friends here's you know and let's yeah. let's put it on the show um but like these live action shows i don't know netflix is dwindling in their content for me i just don't yeah. like it as much as i used to I mean, that's why, like, I, I was, I toyed around with the idea of canceling Netflix because mm-hmm. the price went up recently. Yeah. They got rid of Daredevil and Luke Cage and all the other Marvel shows that I do enjoy. And also, Iron I think Fist. a lot of that was out of their control. Oh, yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I've, I've heard so many varying stories about this. Everybody's blaming the other party. You know, um, I've heard stories that it was Marvel that wanted to regain control of these characters, but there's something in the contract that states that they can't use these characters for two years after the cancellation of the Netflix shows. I've also heard that Netflix claims that the production cost of shows like Daredevil was ballooning out of control and they couldn't, you know, continue to, uh, to, uh, finance them any longer. Mm. But we're getting a show. I don't believe you on that one. Like, the, like that, that. The Gwyneth Paltrow. Thing. <laughs> oh my god yeah gwyneth paltrow's getting the show based on her goop did brand. you know she invented yoga did you know she invented putting rocks in your vagina yeah that's not recommended no not by doctors not at all <laughs> this no, has been no. the valentine's day episode i think because we've talked a lot about love and sex we've talked way too much about it this is bad this yeah. is this is i i can't wait to go after this and go to bed and just cringe and rethink every <laughs> single thing I've ever said in my life. Every oh mistake my I've ever God. made. Yeah, this show may it not make it cringe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, before we run out of steam, we should probably talk about our graphic novel challenge. Yes. So, we have a special announcement for you guys this week. We have our first sponsor. Just in Aha. time for our dirtiest episode yet. <laughs> Just in time for our dirtiest episode ever. Yes. So I want to give a big shout out to Third Coast Comics right here in Chicago, Illinois. Terry Gann is the owner over there. He's a great guy. Very inviting and engaging. You come into the shop. You don't know what kind of comic you want to read. He'll have a conversation with you, help you figure that out. Um, so as a special offer to our listeners... Any book that we've mentioned in our graphic novel challenge this week or in the weeks prior, if you come in and say that you heard about the book on our show, Terry will give you a 10% discount on the graphic novel collection that we mentioned. Oh, that is so cool. It's funny because like we were talking about you know the graphic novel challenge, and I was like, it'd be cool if we got a shop to sponsor it. And then we were you know we had that discussion a few episodes back about like uh, comic book shops and i was like ah they're not always the most welcoming environment and then you were describing the shops to me and i was like this sounds amazing i wish it could be my local shop but you know distance just can't and then it was like this you know opportunity for them to be the the sponsor of the graphic novel challenge i was like this is perfect like this is the type of environment we want comic book fans to be able to go to to get their stuff you go there you support our show you support a local shop. Like, it's just a win-win, guys. You get cool comics. Like, go do it. Go get all the comics. Definitely. And, you know, this isn't this isn't some type of hey, guys sort of thing. But I commented years ago to Terry, like, you know, I don't know why it is, but 
I've never seen as many women in a comic book shop as I have Third Coast Comics. And he told me it's because, you know, there's no toxic dudes in here because I'll yep. kick him the, the fuck out, basically. So, <laughs> 100%. You know? That's the best. I love shops like that. Yeah. So he's all about just creating a welcoming environment um, for you to enjoy uh, comics, talk about comics, talk about whatever. You know, yeah. I always have a good conversation with Terry when I'm in there. Or if you just want to silently look around, that's cool, too. Yeah. Next, next time we <laughs> next time I come up there. I gotta, I gotta go check out the shop because I'm like, I'm just like, ah, I really want to go there now. Like, <laughs> it's great. So yeah, yeah, guys, go, go to there, go to the shop, support the show, support the shop. It's awesome. All right, Definitely. Matt. So what, what are you, what are you doing with your graphic novel challenge this week? All right. So my graphic novel challenge, I completed, um, Uncle Scrooge, Donald Duck, Library Volume Nine by that Don was Rosa. Random as- Fuck. I, I know, but you know what? Let me tell you what it is. Okay. I love I've I've rekindled my love of Disney Ducks because I grew up watching DuckTales. I grew up loving Darkwing Duck. Uh the video games, of course, DuckTales, the game from Capcom on that original NES, fantastic oh, yeah. game. Um and the comics have just been, you know, stuff of legend. So there's been nothing as consistent as the duck comics from Disney. Really? Uh, whether they're being, I didn't know uh, about this. Oh yeah, definitely. So throughout years, throughout decades, um, Carl, Carl Banks used to be the artist and writer of those. Um, and he had a very distinct style, which Don Rosa, uh, then took on and continued, uh, from the nineties on. And it's just great to see these stories being told. It's it's funny because so is this duck- a current book or is it older comics? It's um it's older comics mostly, but they're still in publication. And okay. what's great is that like in different countries, there's different um comics based on Donald Duck or Uncle Scrooge and the the side characters like that. It's funny because you know you, when you think of Disney, you think of Mickey as the mascot. But it seems like the ducks get so much more attention overseas, mm-hmm. and I mean, even really in the states too. Um, I was never just that so into much like lore. Mickey as much. Yeah. Like I, I really yeah. loved Goofy and yeah, and like the ducks and everything. Like that was, I don't know why. Like it's just something about them. They're so cute. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's just it. And there's so much lore there too because you have. Also, my dad does like an amazing Donald Duck impression. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember loving that as a kid, and now I see my nieces and my nephew being like, "Oh my gosh, he made the Donald like it's just the best." So it was just like so <laughs> fun and funny. I maybe oh, that made me sweet. like it more. That's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I've really been digging that. Of course, the new Ducktales series is wonderful because it takes what you love about the old Ducktales cartoon and it brings in all the different lore of the comic books. So. Donald is a very big part of the show, unlike the original DuckTales where he just like deuced out of there and just said, all right, yeah. cool. I, I'll see yeah. you guys later. Maybe in season two. I don't know. Goodbye. I got to go back to sea. I'm a, I'm a sailor. Um, so yeah, he's, he's there. He's having adventures with him. There's even, there's one episode where, where Gyro manages to fix his voice. <laughs> oh my gosh. And all of a sudden he's speaking clearly and he's voiced by Don Cheadle. Oh, that's so good. I haven't seen any of it. Like the new one? Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's got a great arc. It's got great nods to every piece of duck lore 
that you've Great. enjoyed over the years. We're talking not only Duck Lord, but Disney Afternoon. They name drop St. Canard, Spoonerville, you know, all kind of stuff. They fight Don Carnage on one episode. I was very mm. impressed by that. Yeah. Spoilers. I mean, it's, it's fun. Spoilers. It's a great episode. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And there is a continuing storyline. And, um, it's kind of, it's kind of bittersweet too, but the voice actor that played, uh, the butler, uh, Scrooge's butler on the original series, he passed away. So Aww. on the newer episodes, they kind of just make him the specter. That floats around and like dusts huh. in the hard to reach places and stuff like that. And he never really talks. Well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they acknowledge him, but he's just kind of there, you know? So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I mean, it's, it sucks, but it's like a beautiful way to pay tribute to, you know, this actor. Yeah. And the yeah. character as well. That's exactly. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Danny Pudi's one of the, one of the triplets. So that's Ben cool. Schwartz, I know that. Like I know the ben cast Schwartz. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. David Tennant is voicing Scrooge McDuck. Way to bury the lead, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great show. I cannot recommend that enough. Anyway, I love that show so much. I wanted more ducks, so I grabbed this volume of the Uncle Scrooge Donald Duck uh volume nine collection, hardcover by Fancy Graphics. They did a great job recoloring it. Everything you love about it is still there in its original form. Some of it's a little bit dated because of the time period. Just know that going in. Um, but oh, cool. I mean, these, these were fine. This is like nineties and stuff like that in this volume. So, uh, it's, it's pretty harmless, but yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. I enjoyed it. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I, so last week I kind of had two. Yes. So, so I, okay. So I, my goal, one of my goals in this challenge was I need to catch up on Saga. Saga's on a long hiatus. I've been behind, I don't know how many issues behind, but I was pretty far behind on it. So last week hmm. I did seven and eight, and this week is nine. So nice. Saga, the Brian K. Vaughn, um, last week was kind of like seven and eight, and then this week I'm doing volume nine and completely catching up. And I might have already read it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I decided to those, uh, the artwork, the the writing. It's so good. Oh. It's so and good. Now it's this massive cliffhanger, and it's not going to be back for like at least a year. See, that's why you should have took your time. <laughs> I can't though. It's so good. I know. I, it's, I mean, it's just I, so even, addictive. Even with a cliffhanger, which Saga is known to do that, I can't recommend Saga enough. Especially if yeah. you're like, I don't know about comics. Like you're kind of on the fence about it. Like I'd be like Saga and Why the Last Man. Like I, Brian K. Vaughn is one of my go-to's of like he just I love his writing, and Definitely. he's almost always paired with female artists, mm-hmm. um, who he involves creatively on like basically every level, and they are some of the best art, some of the best artwork out there. Like it's just gorgeous stuff. Uh, yeah, Fiona Staples is the artist on Saga, of course. Yeah. And just like I gave the warning with with Killer Mike's show, surprising nudity in that one. Just so oh you know, going God, in, yeah, occasional crazy. surprising nudity. Just yeah, that that is no, that's a good warning because there have been some times where I want to give that as a gift to people or whatever. Because the beautiful thing about Saga Saga Volume One is like yeah. it's like any. So first of all, edition is usually like fifteen bucks, but like Volume One's only ten. So yeah. it's like it's the perfect gift book. So I've given this as a gift to friends. Um, but like you can't do it with everyone because there are some people that just, you know, for good reason, like, you know, that's their own things. Like they just don't want that in their lives. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, 
some of that can be positive and some of it can be negative and how much you consume of it and what exactly you're consuming and everything like that. And I will say that I think that her artwork and his writing and their, their work, their collaboration, it still doesn't feel disrespectful and gross to me. It doesn't. As it, a matter of fact, it, it like, feels like dirty but tasteful, if that makes sense. In a lot of cases. But oddly enough, what they got the most complaints about on that book was just the cover of one of the main characters breastfeeding. Like, what? they tried to shut Wait, that down. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, something as natural as that, they tried to shut down. Not the giant infected, et cetera, spoilers. Um, I yeah. see this is where I'm like, OK, if you want to be a little bit more puritanical about like pornography or whatever, like like that's your thing, man. Like I get like I was saying earlier, like there's some stuff that makes me uncomfortable. Like everyone's got their their own limits or everything like that. We try not to judge. Other, but like that is there's nothing pornographic about that. That's just right. natural. Like right. what oh, there's I mean, sex is natural, too. But like like. Literally, there's nothing sexual about it, I guess is the way I should state it. Why are you... God damn, I hate the internet. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> I, I don't. But, like, I just don't understand it. Like, why are you getting so angry about shit like that when there are so many things in the world you could actually be angry about and then maybe do something about that's important? But it's just like, that's not, like, I, I don't understand that at all. People get angry about breastfeeding. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that at all. But needless to say, um, that's so sweet. So I never heard that that was a controversy. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's beautiful. Weird, it's weird all, thing. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, it's, it's just really a story about, it, it's an exploration of family. Hmm family in the traditional sense and the family that you make your family along the way so yeah. so that's what the themes are the themes are about like love and parenting and relationships and all of this stuff and how you know how it can you know mess you up in certain ways and lift you up in others it's just it's it's really really gorgeous storytelling the best artwork out there. i mean she does her own color work too so that's why they're taking a break because she's just so it's too much like for for her to do all of this. She needs a break. She's all because she was also I think doing the Archie comics. I don't know if she. Oh yeah, this. that's right. Yeah, the, uh, which the Mark I Wade. Yeah, which I wasn't super into despite loving her art and loving Mark Wade. It yeah. just I, I'm not. I'm, it's weird because I like Riverdale, but that's because it's like I love the drums. Like back like right, like right. oh the drama. But like, you know, <laughs> and I love teen shows and everything like that most of the time. So that, you know, that sold me. But like the actual Archie comics, I'm like, nah, all right. Not so much. No, because they first of all, they have to play it safer than the show. I mean, obviously. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they, they tried something. They tried to modernize it a little bit, you know. I you know, oh no I like I liked it I just wasn't super into it like I read like the first volume maybe a little bit into volume two yeah because I was reading it as individual issues and I I I enjoy I I mean I enjoyed it but it just I guess it wasn't what I thought it was going to be if that mm -hmm. makes sense like it wasn't the drama like it wasn't the show which is good because you can get two different things you can get like this cool modernized version of Archie 
and then you can get the crazy the the batshit teen drama and like it's two different flavors it's just you know it wasn't what i was expecting but yeah yeah, the artwork is gorgeous um saga so that's my my pick of the week volume nine cool which completely catches me up and just to circle back for my next book i'm going to be checking out in anticipation of the upcoming series on uh, DC, uh, their streaming service, I'm going to check out Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol. I picked up the first volume, and it is hefty, but the uh, the paperback that I picked up, it's so well restored, like the coloring is all repaired in there. I don't know why I'm big on coloring lately, but I just admire when it's they go so, back and painstakingly so fix. It really is, because I've, I've picked up older comics that have... Uh, just severe coloring issues where like the colors will bleed outside of the lines because yep. of a printing problem or something. And the fact that they went in and they just fixed all that stuff and just made everything look so crisp and clean um, with, with the modern processes, it just, it, it speaks to me. So uh, I've heard great things about the Grant Morrison run on Doom Patrol. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be weird because I flipped through it a little bit. Uh, but I, I, love I mean, it's weird. Grant Morrison. So I'm ready. He writes yeah. weird. He writes weird stuff. Like you love he's the one of those guys. I love the weird. No, no, no. Yeah, I. It's, I'm trying to think of what Grant Morrison said. Oh, I read. I read. He he works with Frank Whiteley a lot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that artwork. Um, just personal preference. <laughs> um, so I read yes. I, and I read All Star Superman. Uh, years ago, and I remember not liking it, but I can't recall what it was about it that I didn't really like. It was about oh. everything. I mean, it was basically just, it, the, it seemed like it was about Superman at the end of his life, you know, just wrapping up yeah. his loose ends. Oh, man, that Superman secret identity that I read like two weeks ago or whatever, we didn't talk about it last week because we had the heavy mini episode. Yes. Uh, it was not a mini episode, <laughs> Um, but but technically was. Uh, yeah, I, that was good. That was good stuff. I, I would I would highly recommend. Um, it's very different. Like it was not what I was expecting. Um, yeah. But I I would recommend you guys go pick that up at the shop because that was good shit. Definitely. Yeah. So, I guess uh, we should probably call it an episode. Speaking yeah. of also, going over, I'm not buying into your Doom Patrol TV show. I'm not subscribing. Not doing it. No, why not? I don't know, it's money. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Even though Brendan Fraser is on that one, right? Brendan Fraser is on there. No, and not no. The episode that he was in of uh, Titans was pretty dope. Oh, he was on Titans too. Cool. Well, because they they use it as kind of like a soft, you know, intro to the backdoor group. pilot. A backdoor pilot. Yeah. But it was odd because the show was already approved. But oh, yeah, they yeah. they had them do a cameo, so it was kind of cool. I really enjoyed the vibe they had there for the uh, for the Doom Patrol. So I'm looking forward to the show. Maybe if it, it comes out in like me. a separate thing, I'll get it some i don't know I, it's just Man. difficult to, to justify another subscription service you know cbs access dc oh my god disney I, I can't handle that cbs access is a thing because come on man i want twilight zone damn it i really want twilight zone like this new twilight yeah. zone is coming out in april and i'm like but i can't justify another one 
at least Disney started, well, I'm sorry, Netflix started putting their stuff on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I hope other companies do that. Same. Because I'd like to see well, that. We'll All see right. how it goes. This was a good, this was a good one. Yeah, definitely. We did not talk definitely. about half of the things we planned on because those tangents, man, they were just too good. Man, just running tangents. So, yeah, thank you folks for listening. Um, as always, we ask you to kindly visit us on iTunes and give us one of those five-star ratings or whatever ratings. We're, we're down for the feedback. Just tell us what you think. Yeah, give us give us good ratings. Subscribe. That's really big um, mm-hmm. because that that's what pushes us up in the uh, in the old atmosphere. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't know either. No, no, no. <laughs> but seriously, rating and subscribing those are two really big deals for helping us out, and getting the word out there, and you know, share us with your friends and share us with people you hate, and you know, everyone. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff okay. coming up. And we'd love to get that to you guys as easily and quickly as possible. So when you subscribe and tell friends, oh, yes, stuff. Oh, we have (laughs) announcements coming, guys. We have things. Life is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So once again, thank you for listening. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again. Be excellent to each other. All right. Bam. We done. I think that my favorite, I mean, I think side note about Spongebob is the name of the episode. I think that's my favorite because you said it. I didn't even acknowledge it on there. I just was like, name the episode, name the episode. (laughs) Side note about Spongebob. It's just so funny. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's so dumb. (laughs) It's good. The best. Oh, man. All right. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Yep. That was a good one. All right. (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.